This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter, because I don't want you to try to guess how to spell Drotar. But it is baseball season, and there are some teams that are surprising in the early going. So we bring in our baseball co-host, as we always do, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How's it going, Jen? It is going well, Sean. We are having a very successful MLB season so far and looking to continue making money with our plus money bets. Yeah, yeah. We're we're sort of plus money bet folks. If you're catching this with the uh, – uh, you maybe heard some of the hockey shows that I do on the same podcast. We do baseball and hockey and hockey with Nate Lundy. Nate's a little more of a conservative guy and, and gets a, makes sure that he's picking the likeliest. Even he's not afraid of paying a little juice. And uh, I'm not afraid of it, but like Jen, I just don't like it. So we try <laughs> to find something where we can get into plus. <laughs> I'm trying to do that. So uh, we're going to look at like, three matchups today. And uh, let's go with a couple. Uh, the Blue Jays, not surprising at 16-11. Good start. We know about their offense. Cleveland may be surprising a little bit. They are at home 12 and 13, but I look at this and uh, who likes strikeouts? Kevin Gossman on the hill for the Blue Jays, 41 Ks in 31 and two thirds innings thus far this year. And Shane Bieber, of course, the former Cy Young winner, uh, 29 Ks in 29.1. These guys can deal, by the way, Gossman Mm -hmm. with his 41 Ks, no walks. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. He hasn't walked anybody yet. Um, that's impressive. Or surrender to home run. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one, either that seems like a great move or something's got to give. Yep. And I'm, that's, I hate to say it. I love Kevin Galsman, but I'm kind of leaning towards something's got to give. Yet to surrender a home run or a walk across 31.2 innings pitched. That is phenomenal. I'm certainly not rooting against him. But when I look at this line and the way that Vegas is weighing this line, I think they actually think this is going to be a pretty close game. And looking at these two pitchers, as you mentioned, both Kevin Gaussman and Shane Bieber, extraordinarily talented pitchers, probably also a low scoring game. So the run total here is only six and a half. That being said, I'm going to lean and take the underdogs here because as you open the show, we like plus money. The Guardians edged out the Blue Jays by one run yesterday. The Jays are definitely going to be trying to get back in the win column, and Gausman gives them a great shot. It's just they've only been batting 227 across the last week and averaging about four runs per game, whereas the Guardians averaging over five runs per game, batting t- nearly 260. I get it. They faced off versus the Yanks last week, the Jays, but I just think they look not quite right. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and the Guardians are at home. With Shane Bieber on the mound, so I'm going to be a little risky here. It may not make as much sense on paper, but it certainly isn't a, a, a crazy bet. I'm going to take the Guardians just money line plus 120. I don't hate it because if you go over uh, to a friends at ESPN, you look at their analytics, they actually give Cleveland a 57% chance of winning this game, probably really? because they are at home. Uh, you get last at bats. They do have Shane Bieber, who's a tremendous pitcher. And as you pointed out, their offense has just been better right now. So mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a great bet. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the same game parlay uh, over at DraftKings. I, I love one of my favorite things to do in baseball. I love strikeout parlays. I love strikeout props. I, I think they're some of the most predictable things in baseball that you can get now that there are so many strikeouts regularly in baseball. So I'm going to pick uh, Gaussman and Bieber to each get six strikeouts or more. Now, granted, both of those actually are heavy favorites, but if you put them together, you can get a plus 140 to get that, and then you don't worry about who wins or anything. You just want to see guys go down swinging, which is a baseball fan, you don't. But is it better? Yes, you do. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right, because strikeouts are a lot of fun. Now, I will say uh, one interesting thing about this game is, though Kevin Gelsman is striking men out at a crazy rate, 11.65 per nine <laughs> yeah. innings, it's insane. The Cleveland Guardians have the sixth lowest strikeout rate in the league. So there's always the possibility they could be a little sneaky here. I still, though, I, just, I really do. I love Kevin Gelsman, I have to tell you. <laughs> Like, I think we should be talking about him a lot more. And he is getting overlooked, all, even for the AL Cy Young conversation. I think oh, he yeah. should already be in it. Absolutely. I mean, that's crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, 41 strikeouts to no walks. No walks. Yeah, I mean, insane. that's absolutely bonkers. And like you said, no, no home, home runs. runs. <laughs> uh, I, I may go. I mean, you know what? I even looked while we're talking. I may go with you here and even take Cleveland on the money line and throw it in my parlay with Woo! my strikeouts. Because that takes me to a nice, even plus 400 it's a friday let's let something fly (laughs) (laughs) we are getting crazy that's right so let's go over to houston where the astros off to a 15 and 11 start face the tigers 8 and 16 not a good start for detroit they were expected to be a little more improved than this Uh, luis garcia on the hill Uh, he's had a nice start in most of the metrics but the era sitting at a 4.15 even with a whip of under one now of course Bo Brisky the guy picking it up for the Tigers his whip is exactly one but has a better ERA of 3.6 showing that actually some of these numbers can be a little bit misleading yes uh, that's exactly right and that's one of the things you always want to pay attention to I, I happen to watch Astros games as you know and and Luis Garcia has run into quite a bit of bad luck StatCast says his expected ERA is actually 2.86 that's a pretty big difference. As you mentioned, the Astros, 15-1, and one, finally gotten back on track lately. They've won eight of their last ten. They really had a really sluggish start out the gate, not scoring a lot of runs. But that seems to be back on track. Meanwhile, the Tigers have lost eight of their last ten games. The interesting thing, of course, about this these two pairing up is that um, A.J. Hinch was the manager for the Astros for a long time. And for some reason, these teams do play each other very closely. Even last night, the Astros only won by a margin of one. It was two to nothing going into the ninth. And then the Tigers came and tied it up. Ryan Presley didn't quite look ready to come back. Uh, and then, of course, at the bottom of the ninth, the RBI single by Kyle Tucker. So, Uh, Speaking of Kyle Tucker, he has been on fire again. Jordan Alvarez has hit four home runs in the past week of games. He's actually crushing the ball harder than Vlad Guerrero Jr., by the way. So keep your eye on Jordan Alvarez. Also, maybe for home run totals, if you're looking for the home run leader for the season, that bet is a fun one to make. Jose Altuve has homered twice since returning from the IL on Monday. His walk rate's top 8% of the league, and he should be batting leadoff again tonight. And that's kind of a recipe for, you know, Astros success at home. Now, the Tigers are starting Bo Brisky tonight. And if you just asked who, yeah, exactly. Right. 
<laughs> he has two five inning starts under his belt and he's pitched to an ERA that looks really good on the surface, right? right. 3.6. But in those two starts, he gave up an average of 2.7 home runs per nine innings. 3.90 walks, and he's only striking them out at about five per nine innings. So when you're facing an Astros team at home with the ninth best walk rate, the 10th lowest strikeout rate, that's just not a recipe for success when your team is only scoring an average of three runs per game. <laughs> so no, no, it's it is kind not. of bad news. So uh, in order to turn this into plus money, uh, but by the way, I should mention both bullpens very strong. So I'm I'm not really con- you know factoring in the bullpen to this. I'm just kind of looking at the starters here. I think that the Astros should be able to handle winning by a margin of two or more. So I am going to take the Astros on the run line. I generally like to avoid the run line. I feel like it's often a trap, but this time I want the plus money. I'm taking Astros minus one and a half at plus 105 because I don't want to pay the crazy juice. They're favored minus 213. Do not take the Astros on the money lines, friends. That is not right. a way to ever grow your bankroll. No, not when that that minus starts with a two. It does not. And I, I agree with you. When, in fact, I was a little surprised to see that on that uh, run line, you know, you could still get plus money. So I, I love that bet. I will I will go with the same. I'll get a plus 105, but I'm going to do it in a different way. You brought him up. Jose Altuve uh, homered last night. Looks like he's back. Looks like he has an opportunity to do some damage uh, as you would expect him to be able to do, especially against a pitcher that maybe is underwhelming. And so that would mean for me, I like taking him at over one and a half total bases. And that means walks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a walk, a single, a double, another home run. Any of those things get you paid, and it is a plus 105. We know how well Altuve hits at home. Uh, he hits atop that lineup. He's protected there, and I don't think he's going against a particularly good pitcher. So I think when you're looking at uh, one to fit for today, I love Altuve at that total basis over one and a half. That feels really good to me. Yeah, I like that, too. I think that's a great bet. Well, we'll move over to our final one, two teams that it's totally fair if you haven't been paying any attention to, because why would you when you're thinking about teams that will be in it at the end? And neither of these probably will, but both are off to interesting starts. The Colorado Rockies, one of the bigger surprises of the year thus far, starting off at 15 and 10. Of course, if you're the Rockies, the problem is that's good for a top six spot in the NL and only fourth in their division. So that's a bit of a challenge for them. But they'll be facing the team that's behind them in fifth, the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Diamondbacks are expected to be atrocious. They are not. 13 and 13. The Rockies' power seems to be going quite well in a, in an April where power was down. Uh, C.J. Crone has nine home runs while hitting 313. Uh, Randall Gritch looks like he's been a very, very good addition to the Rockies. And the interesting player uh, was the one on the mound, Chad Cool, 3-0 and yes. with a 1.90 ERA despite a couple of those starts becoming at Coors Field. But Merrill Kelly takes the hill in his ERA, by the way. At a 1.27. Are we talking about a pitcher's duel in the desert? Yeah, I think we probably are, to be honest. And I kind of like that they have the run total all the way up at eight and a half. And that the under is plus money. Um, Like you said, okay, it's been weird, right? How both of these guys have done it. Because they don't throw hard. They don't really strike men out, but they limit hard contact. So, you know, Merrill Kelly has kept his ERA to 1.27 across 28 and a third innings pitched. The Rockies' Chad Cool has been pitching really well, 1.90 across 23.2 innings pitched. As you said, neither of them have overpowering stuff. They don't, they don't 
throw a lot of strikeouts, no. but they just don't allow hard hit balls. And, you know, they're in Arizona. They're not in Colorado, right? So I, I kind of expect this to be a little bit more of a low scoring game. I like taking the under here at plus 100, but even more, I'm taking the underdog Rockies. So everybody listening in Colorado, go ahead. I like betting on the home team tonight. They are plus money on the money line, plus 125. Look, Diamondbacks scoring an average of three and a half runs per game this year and batting 191. Sure, they're a 500 team, but they are not an offensive juggernaut. Meanwhile, the Rockies are batting 263. That's the best in the league and have scored an average of 4.8 runs per game. That's the third best in the league. Now, sure, you guys have a better home hitters field, but you also have a better record, 15 and 10, based on, uh, you know, versus the Diamondbacks, 13 and 13. So, you know, I like the Rockies to come in here and and take this one on the road. Kelly has yet to surrender home run this year. That's true. But you guys have CJ Crone, who's tied for the league league with nine home runs. So I can see this happening tonight. Both bullpens, of course, are prone to blow up. That's the biggest risk about taking the under here. But, you know, I like it. I like the Rockies money line plus 125. And I'm going to go with the under here as well. I just... I think this could be, as you said, a pitcher's duel in the desert. Yeah, I like the under as well. And, uh, you know, as you pointed out, uh, I am in Colorado, so I'm familiar with this team. They will not, by the way, have Chris Bryant back. He was eligible to come off the injured list with a sore back, but not quite expected to do so maybe after the series in Arizona. But uh, Cool has been the Rockies' best pitcher. And the Rockies have gotten off to the start with basically getting nothing from their two best pitchers, Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland. So the offense has been doing the job, but on the road, especially the first game on the road, which is what will happen to the Rockies. Historically, the Rockies bats fall off a cliff because on that first game from leaving altitude, uh, the balls seem to break a lot more. It's difficult for the hitters to catch up. That said, the best place to go is Arizona, which has the second highest altitude in all of baseball. So there may not be the kind of drop off that we thought, but there still should be one. So I'm with you. I like the under, I do like the Rockies to win this game. And if it is because of that offense, you have a team batting under 200, that is a nightmarish. And to compare, for example, your top power hitters, a crone is hitting, 313 with his nine home runs. Christian Walker, who leads the team with six in Arizona, is hitting 161. Yikes. A feast or famine. Ron Kittle eats your heart out. I mean, you're talking about those kind of players. The old, uh, you know, the Adam Dunn's of the world. Even Adam Dunn hit higher than yep. 161. Yep. So it is a, uh, it's a, a tough grind for this uh, this Arizona team. They are getting it done, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, I like the idea of the under and I like the idea of the money line throw them together on the same game parley and I get a plus 330 oh nice. I'm in yeah I, I in. like that I like that yeah I mean look when we're picking these I like we keep talking about the plus money bets but for anybody at home I just want you to think about like every time that you you know lay some juice let's say you take the favorite uh, minus 130 right if you lose that you, you let's say you put a hundred dollars on that, you lose your whole entire a hundred dollars. Um, if you win, what are you making? 60 bucks back, something right. like that. Um, I should actually get my calculator out so I can tell you guys exactly, but I, I'm <laughs> so we get, we get the point, on the fly. Though, yeah. But if you put that hundred dollars 
on someone that's, you know, plus 125, you get $125 back. If you lose it, you still lose $100, right? So anytime you gamble, you have to be willing to lose that money. And you want to make smart bets. You want to make bets that can probably pay off. But ultimately, when you're you're doing your bankroll, you should not be paying more, in my opinion, more than 10% juice. If you take bets that are minus 110 exclusively, then you only have to win about 52.5% of your bets to make money. That's not so hard if you're not paying too much juice. And if you're really clever and you can find enough plus money bets, then you have even a little bit more leeway. Plus, it's just more fun. Yeah, that's true. And and for the uh, math particulars who have done that in their head, one, good for you. But the uh, hundred, minus 130 on 100 would be basically a pad of, to be very specific, $76.92. <laughs> so in, in that particular case, but you're basically giving up again. Uh, you're risking a quarter of your bet for nothing, a quarter and- of your stake for nothing. And maybe the easier way to say it is if you want to if you ha- if you want to win a hundred dollars and someone is favored at you know minus one thirty then you have to wager a hundred and thirty dollars to make a hundred dollars right? Right. right but if someone is plus one thirty and you wager a hundred dollars you make a hundred and thirty dollars and you only lose a hundred if you lose the bet if you lose the favorite bet the minus one thirty then you lose a hundred and thirty dollars so sometimes that's the easier way to think about it if you just think about everything coming back to the one hundred dollar line. Right. Of course, keep in mind that the reason they might be uh, on the minus is because they're more likely to occur, at least presumably. So the whole idea is about finding value, which is what we do right here on Sticks and Stacks. You want to make sure you follow Jen for all the latest from everything she's putting together, even more than this podcast. So follow her at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N. T-I. My name is Sean Drotar, and you can follow me on Twitter at S-D-R-O-T-A-R, and we will be right back at it next week as we break down a little bit more of baseball leading into weekend series. Thanks for all the insight, Jen. You got it. I hope that we all have a very, very fortunate weekend. It's a beautiful weekend, and I hope you guys are all checking out the Kentucky Derby as well. Oh, there is that. I got to, I got to, boy, I got to research the ponies. I only have a day. Uh Uh-oh, time to get to it. Also, I need to learn about horse racing, which I know nothing about. So then I I really need help. I hear you. My colleague over at SI.com, if you guys want, um, check out Frankie Tadeo's picks. He is phenomenal with the horses. He's been nailing his Kentucky Derby picks every single year. So check out his work over at SI.com. Yeah, for me, it's more about the funny hats. I already ordered like four. I'm totally going to Kentucky. There you go. Lean on in. (laughs) We will catch you next week. Have a safe and wonderful weekend. For Jed, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.